Job chapter 13. I mentioned this morning we were going to, I was going to preach out of one verse. And last week we looked at verse 15. This week I want to look at verse 16 of chapter 13. I got stuck on this verse. And uh, the last part of it uh, caught my eye. The first part I want to look at, he is our salvation. But the second part says a hypocrite has no place For a hypocrite shall not come before him. So that'll be my second point. First of all, he also shall be my salvation. We know that Job is is defending himself and and, uh, answering those men that have been accusing him. Um, But I'm not going to really talk about Job. I want to talk about the Lord tonight and just this verse. So um, let's have a word of prayer and we'll look at these two points tonight. Father... I want to praise you this evening for your great mercy, great power. Father, for answered prayer, and Lord, what a blessing it is to see um, the work there in the, the Ukraine going on through all these hard times. And Lord, I know that the believers there have faced difficulties that we don't know about, far greater than we understand. And Father, they're standing strong and they're following you. And Lord, we ask that you would continue to grow that work, Lord, that the men would be faithful, that they would be um, just depending on you and able to stand up and and take leadership and, and, uh, Lord, spread the gospel through Kiev and the the regions around, through the whole country there of the Ukraine. Thank you, Lord, for Daniel and his his drive and his, his just his love for the lost. And, Lord, protect him through this time as he will be coming home here in a little while. Just use the rest of his trip and, and keep him safe. Be with the men there that are that are uh, from Chiapas, Lord. I I know this is um, probably a a frightening time for them in many ways. Lord, help them to see that you are with them and you can guide them and you you plan to use them, Lord. And and we're just thankful for their for their burden and their their vision, Lord, to step out out of their comfort zone and and to follow you. Use this trip, Lord, in their lives to help them to see the need in a greater way. And, uh, Father, uh, use them in the future there. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you are our salvation, Father. As we look in your word, uh, we are constantly brought back to the fact that our dependency is on you. Use your word tonight. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So I'm going to look at this verse, and we're going to jump off from here and into several other passages um, but it says in verse 16, He also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. We, we know verse 15 is a very famous verse. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But he says this verse is just as profound. This verse is just as, as good. <laughs> they all are. He also shall be my salvation. And I, I just... I hope you dwell on that some. In our walk with God, we need to dwell on that fact and never get tired of it. That He is our salvation. That it is totally in Him and He is our strength. So I want to look at some verses about that, just a couple passages, but go with me to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. <coughs> we could look at verses all night about God being our salvation He's our 
salvation. He is our protection. And he is our life. In verse 1 of chapter 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. What a great statement there. He is my light. We know that without light we have no life. Without light we have no direction. So he gives us purpose and strength and, and guidance. And he's my salvation. Then it says, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will, will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And you could go on reading in that, but I, I wanted to stop there. He is my salvation. There's so much in, in that statement. And David goes and says, listen, he, I have no fear then. Spoke on fear this morning. We, we speak on it a lot because Satan would love to rattle us and get us worried and get us afraid. <laughs> All you got to do is watch the news. And it can, it can cause some fear. I see what goes on in our government. And if I'm just looking at it, I get fear. I listen to Tucker Carlson and boy, it'll scare you half to death. He brings out what's going on. He, he's, I believe he tries to be honest in his reporting. And he shows things that are fearful. But David said, though an host should camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise against me, in this will I be confident that he is my light and my salvation. In this I am confident. It's not about what's going on in this life. There is a spiritual life and it is more important and Jesus is the answer in our strength. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 25. Eight and nine. We're going to read verse eight and nine. If there's fear, if there's some worry in your life, maybe write these less, these these passages down and go back over them this week. Verse eight says. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the rebuke of His people shall He take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for Him, and He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. That, that verse was a, was a joy to me this week. And shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. What a statement. We can raise the banner and say, Lo, this is my God, the God of salvation. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen around me. He will save us. We've waited for Him. I have faith. That's what that means. I trust that He will deliver. I know that He is able. We've waited for Him. We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. We'll be glad and rejoice in His salvation. Go one more, Zephaniah. Zephaniah 
chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. Verse 14 says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all, the, with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemy, the, the king of Israel. Even the Lord is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil any more. We can, we can take that verse. It's ours. We can make it our own. Sing Victory Baptist Church, shout, Victory Baptist Church, be glad with all the heart, O Victory Baptist Church. The Lord hath taken away thy judgments, we're redeemed. The judgment is taken away. He's cast out thine enemy. We know that Satan is defeated. The King of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. He's with us. Holy Spirit dwells within us. The Spirit of the Lord is with us right now. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. Doesn't mean we won't have trials anymore. We won't see evil anymore. In that day it shall be said in Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion let not thine hand be slack. The Lord thy God in the the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will... will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Think about that statement. He is the Lord in this verse. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. I don't even understand exactly the, the, um, the uh, magnitude of that statement. But he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. And he will joy over thee with singing. That's an amazing song, or verse. This is what God is doing for us. This is when when Job says he is our salvation. This is what it means. He's our light. He's our guide. He's our protector. He he gives gives us peace and joy. He delivers us. He is mighty. He will save. He is our salvation. And like I said, you could go through the Word of God and you can can find verse after verse after verse speaking of the redemption of God and the strength of God and how that He is our uh, protector. I'll both lay me down and sleep and lay me down and sleep in peace. I... Peace and sleep. I knew I was saying it wrong. Lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I love that verse. We need to, we need to have that one memorized and, and think about it at night. You know what? I can lay my head down and sleep because He is mighty. Because He is the deliverer. Because He will rest in peace. He will strengthen me. He will rejoice over me with singing. Consider that, Almighty God. He is our salvation. 
And then he says, back in, in Job 13, For an hypocrite shall not come before him. And I was, I was thinking about hypocrisy and how the lost will say, well, I'm not going over there, it's just full of hypocrites. I don't want to go to that church, it's just full of hypocrites. And they're not wrong. And, and I know that every one of us has our times of hypocrisy. We have times where we don't do things that we should and we know we're not doing them correctly and, and we can live like we are. I was dwelling on it and thinking about it, and I have four things that show our hypocrisy. That show our hypocrisy. And every one of these is convicting to me. So please do not think that I didn't get preached to before I'm preaching this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. First of all, our hypocrisy, hypocrisy is shown in our love, in our love for one another. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Well, that, that verse is just powerful. As you read it, think about it. If you have hatred towards a brother... Does the love of God dwell in your heart? I'm not, I'm not trying to add to or take away from the Scripture. It says, if a man say, I love God, and he hates his brother, he's a liar. Hypocrisy is shown. I should not be able to say I hate another believer. Our hypocrisy is shown in our love. Go to chapter 2, verse 9. It says this, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Do you love the brethren? If it's all a pretense, you're a hypocrite, and it will show. And the Bible says far greater than that, the love of God does not dwell in you. Are we hypocrite in our love? Do we truly love one another? Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 says, Our hypocrisy is shown in our prayers. <laughs> the, the Pharisees Jesus calls them a hypocrite. Verse 5, chapter 6, verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. In our prayers, if, if my prayer is so that you hear me and are impressed with my relationship with God, how many times, how many times have we prayed in public and worried about what we were saying? And I'm talking about myself. I catch myself thinking about what I'm saying so that it sounds good. Well, God does not need my prayer to sound good. He doesn't care about that. He, pray, he, he is concerned with my prayer coming from my heart. 
But my prayer many times is I want to sound spiritual in this prayer. And so then I am praying to myself because I want everybody else to hear me. That's a tempting thing in groups or when we stand and pray in church. The Bible says if I'm doing that to be seen and heard of men, I have my reward. Same thing he says about fasting. Verse 16 says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, and, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast. But unto thy Father which is in heaven, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I'm not to, I'm not to make my relationship with God fake for the looks of others, so that others will see. That's what that is. If I'm praying so you hear me speak eloquently to God, then I have my reward. I'm well thought of here. Jesus said, if I, if I pray in the closet secretly, He will reward me openly. If I fast secretly, He will reward me openly. And I believe that reward openly is in heaven. I don't believe it's being lifted up here on earth. Maybe the reward will be that there's more fruit in my life. I do believe that is it. That's part of it. But I believe there's a reward in heaven for that soul who is, is humbly just seeking God. Our hypocrisy is shown in our, in our love for one another. Hypocrisy is shown in our prayers. And it's shown in our tongue. It's shown in our tongue. The words that we say. What, what do we say? And and uh, how many times do we say something we instantly regret? Verse 26 of James chapter 1 says, if, if any man among you seemeth to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. So if the man does not bridle his tongue. Now we know that the Bible says the tongue is a small member and it is an untamable member. We, we're going to make mistakes. I'm not saying you won't say something that's wrong or you won't, you, won't, you won't hurt someone in anger. But the Bible says if we don't bridle the tongue, that means there's no control over it. There's no desire to control it. You've deceived your own heart and your religion is vain. You are a hypocrite. Our hypocrisy is shown in our tongues. And then lastly, and this is all encompassing, but it's shown in our actions. Go with me to Titus. <coughs> Excuse me. Titus 1, 10 through 16. gives the qualifications of a pastor in verse 6 through 9. But verse 10 says, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake, just for money. We see them on TV. Uh, that's the TV evangelist. 
for money. I don't remember who he was, but several years back, the, one of the big evangelists on TV was, was saying that he needed $36 million, I believe it was, for, his, for a personal jet so he could travel around. And that's what he needed for his ministry. So he's putting it out on the airwaves to give him this, this money so he could have a jet. They subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for their own sake, for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. And this witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God. What we read this morning in Matthew, and you can read it in Luke, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. I'm reading these things this evening because... Not that I think this church is full of hypocrites. I, I do not believe that. I love the faithfulness and, and, the, and the, uh, the love for the Lord that we have here. It's a blessing to me. It strengthens me when I, when I get to be here. But as I read this and I was thinking about hypocrisy in our life, how often do we slip in one or all of these different categories? And if I allow any of that hypocrisy in my life, then I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. Then I, am, then I am walking against the teachings of the Word of God. Job says, listen, I'm going to trust the Lord in no matter what. If He slays me, I will trust in Him. Why? Because He is my salvation. Because He's my strength. And he said, for an hypocrite shall not come before Him. He's, he's defending himself against his accusers. He said a hypocrite can't come before God. Job's not saying he's perfect. None of us can stand and say we're perfect. But what do our actions tell about us? What do our words tell about us? What do our prayers tell about us? And our affection for one another. How many times did you pray for each each? one of the church members this week. Not by name. I, I, I don't know that we have to by name, but the Bible says we're to prayer for one another. And that comes from loving one another. It comes from desiring that each one walks with God. I covet your prayers. I need your prayers. How many times this week? And please don't tell me uh, because I, I don't want to think more or less of anyone. I want to praise the Lord. How many times did you pray for me this week? I, I, I need it. And you need it. We've got to be praying for one another. It shows if we love one another. And the Bible says, if that love is not in my heart, then I don't know the Lord. I'm in, I'm in darkness even now, the Bible said. He is our salvation. Let's not be a hypocrite. We can confess our faults one to another. Pray for one another. If Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That ought to be our attitude towards one another, that we love one another, that we're not hypocritical in our lives. Thankful for his salvation tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for our time. And Lord, I know that, I know that in each life, our flesh is, is fighting against us, Lord, and, 
And some days it feels like um, we've just been so defeated. Lord, help us to see that the just falls seven times and rises again. Lord, we, we need to know that our salvation is in you. And rest in that and trust in that. And know that, Father, you, you love us unconditionally. Lord, that you know our weaknesses. You know our, our, our uh, besetting sins, those things that Satan fights against us so hard. Father, in all of this, you are a rock. In all of this, we can turn to you and have strength. Lord, use us this week in that way. Father, to be, not to be hypocritical in any way, but to be open and honest before you. Father, we ask that you would guide us this week as, as we go out among uh, the lost, Father, to be light and salt, to be used uh, to spread the gospel, be faithful and bold. Father, we would love to hear of a soul getting saved in Wichita Falls. Guide us this week. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you for being here, and we're praying for one another, and I'll see you soon.